Alright Raiders, Laura Gaga here, also known as Reduction Raider. How you all doing? Hope you've had a good week. So my podcast is coming along as you come along. So first things first, my sister says that I need to keep saying that my name is Laura Gaga and not just Laura. Because according to her, there's many a Laura's but fewer Laura Gaga's. I mean I've certainly never met another Laura Gaga. And also, I've now figured out how to put backing music to my intro. Well, now that's the starter sorted out, let's get to the main course. Yep, pun intended. So today's guest, well, I'm going to let today's guest introduce himself. Because as you know, the first question is for the guest to tell us about who they are. So, you already know he's a he. He's a he? Yeah, he's a he. So without further ado, let's welcome him on. Hey, how's it going? I am good. I am good. Well, who are you? Because I've not not actually told the Raiders yet who we're talking to today. So it would be great if you could just start off by telling us about who you are. I'm a mystery. I'm a mysterious man. <laughs> well, we all need one of those, eh? Fantastic. Okay, I can I can make all your dreams come true. <laughs> um, so, so my, my my name's Martin. Um, I hate saying this, but you know, like AKA the Lagom Chef. Um, and yeah, I'm I'm basically just teaching people how to cook, the simplicity of cooking. I've got um, an academy on lagomchef.com. Um, I do these personalised meal plans to help you sort of reduce your waste and live a bit more sustainably and healthily. And then also just do um, basically like using Instagram as like a Q&A platform at the minute, just creating content based on what people need help with. Um, so I'm just trying to reduce household food waste. That's my my big game at the minute. Well, that leads me nicely on to my second question, which is what is your current relationship with food? Oh, it's hard it's hard like in, in the current climate I know this is like real misery isn't it like talking about the current climate of COVID but it's it, it it's it's up and down like because I cook so much um like because I basically shoot all of these tutorials and you know eat the food and especially I'm doing the potato diaries I'm constantly eating potatoes I get a bit deflated with food towards like the evening I'm a bit like oh do we have to eat again and because there's nothing really that exciting, you know, like to look forward to. Um, it's, it's, it's a bit bizarre. Like the other day when I went and worked with Tom Hunt and, and someone else cooked me food, I was like, I was so happy. <laughs> Do you know what? There's just so much there because firstly, you said potatoes. I bought a bag of 38p yellow sticker potatoes <laughs> earlier. So I'm, so I'm going to need to find out at some point what you're doing with all these potatoes. Yeah. Also, I was really surprised, actually, to hear you say um, that you sort of get a bit deflated. I think just because when I've seen your Instagram stories, you know, you've got so much energy, you're sort of so upbeat. that I guess you don't see sort of the person behind the scenes that, like you said, it's got to the end of the evening and you're like, got to cook again. Yeah. Oh, man. I, You know, I, I pour everything into those videos. <laughs> I, I, I perform for for the camera and then um yeah then by the by the time honestly like having a kid as well by the time you get to the evening yeah. and you know i so i normally finish i pick my son up around five and then i have an hour and a bit with him and then i normally do a live and then we eat and then it's about eight and then i'm just i'm done i'm like oh my god this day is 
this day is over. But yeah, food wise, it's like, you know, I'm inspired by so many different things. Like I used to be inspired by going out and having dinner and seeing how someone cooks something different. But, you know, having that taken away from me, there's only so many cookbooks I can look at and Pinterest I can look at or people's Instagram feeds to get inspired. You know, it's, it's, it's a tricky time. Well, you're actually giving me goosebumps because as well, when you said about going to um, cook with Tom Hunt and having somebody else make a meal for you, um, because like you said, sort of since lockdown, a lot of that's been taken away. The, you know, I'm in a bubble with my sister and her household. So one of the occasions when I've gone round there for dinner, it is such a treat because yeah, it's, yeah. Um, otherwise it's you sort of day in, day out cooking. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's the thing, bless my wife, she, like, she works full time. So by the time she finishes, she's not going to want to cook. And I'm the one that's, that's there and I can, you know, knock something up quite quickly. But yeah, it's, it's, it's very strange, very strange. And I guess then it sort of leads me to ask, how has sort of, how does your current relationship with food differ from your past relationship with food? Oh, well, <laughs> I think... <laughs> Well, I think you know my, myself. I'm, I'm, I'm. A very, I wouldn't say I'm an adventurous eater, but I, I would put, you know, eat absolutely anything. And I think, you know, my my relationship with food from a very young age was, you know, I was quite lucky to, you know, travel to France and Spain and eat lots of lots of different things. You know, I'd I would try the stinky cheeses. I'd, you know, eat all of the, you know, the the really garlicky foods from Spain and everything. And I think that's kind of like traveled through and that's what, you know, me and my wife, we enjoyed, you know, eating out and, you know, we, we would, we wouldn't go, we're not snobs, you know, we're not foodie snobs. Everyone that says as a chef, you must be really picky when you go to restaurants, but I'm like the complete opposite. I'm, I look at food as like the social aspect, mm. you know, I love going out for a meal and just like having a few drinks and just sort of, even if it's just pizza or five guys, I love five guys. <laughs> 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 you know, I, I like the the event of it more than I think the food. I think it's like if if the ambiance is good, then I'm I'm sold. So a bit of a mad scientist, you think then in the kitchen? Like if you like, you invent a bit. Yeah, I, I think I, I'm. You know, I, I I was talking to someone about this the other day and talking about like the the molecular gastronomy side of cooking, and that doesn't excite me whatsoever. I I like you know the the creation of dishes, but like you know, with simplicity. So that's like the whole thing I'm trying to teach people at the minute is like, you know, using everyday ingredients, but cooking them a little bit creatively and using herbs and spices that aren't, you know, expensive and you can, how you can transform a dish. So I think it's, you know, I'm a bit of like a fudger, you know, like I like would start making a dish, post it on Instagram. And then people are like, what's the recipe? And I'm like, I don't know. I was like, I've, just, <laughs> I've just made it up, you know. And, and, and it's hard because some people are like, oh, I really want to make that. And I'm like, yeah, I can't remember what went into that. <laughs> <laughs> so, I guess, so is that something you think you do well then in terms of wasting less? I mean, what do you think sort of you do well with wasting less food? Yeah, I, th- I think, uh, you know, I, I think I'm in the fortunate position. Again, I was talking to my friend, uh, another chef who I used to work with, and we, we were talking about this. And as a chef with a good, not, I haven't got a brilliant palate, but I've got a good palate and a good vision for food, is that you can look in the fridge and you can kind of, you know, you almost get like a bit of a rain man effect. You can kind of see dishes appear in front of you when you look into the fridge. So I think, you know, having that, skill and kind of knowing what goes together and having you know a repertoire of 
skills in your head. Like they don't have to be fancy skills, but it could just be like, oh, I know what the flavor of, you know, a dry roasted cauliflower tastes like. So I know that would go well with X or it will go well with X. And then you can kind of start building dishes in your head. So I think, you know, from being a chef, I'm quite good at creating less waste because I'm, I can pair ingredients that necessarily shouldn't go together. Um, not in like a mad creative way, but, you know, I sometimes talk to people and they're like, yeah, what else can I do with broccoli apart from boiling it? And I'm like, oh, my God, I can change your world, you know. Yeah. So, um, I think it's just like, you know, opening up the, the, the sort of potential of ingredients is what I'm really trying to show people. And it sort of, and as you were talking, it sounds like, uh, um, I guess that comes from a place of confidence as well. That you have the confidence to say, well, this food goes with this and this will go well with that. And, you know, and broccoli doesn't have to always be boiled. You can do X, Y and Z. So, you know, I guess there's a certain confidence and self-assurance. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And I think this, I, when, I, when I worked at a cookery school, we would teach people you know, like very simple, basic skills. But one of them was was knife skills and we would show them how to dice an onion and they'll be like oh my god you're so amazing at this and I'll be like okay what is your job and they'll be like oh we're we're bankers and I was like you asked me to trade on the stock market and I will be screwed you know I've been doing this for 10 years I've been dicing an onion for 10 years so this is why I'm good at it and I think a lot of people get intimidated by chefs because they all kind of just go yeah this is how you do it blah 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 and put this kind of like barrier up for people to enter Mm, into the kitchen mm, mm. and this is something that i'm really trying to break down i'm like yes i'm a chef with skills but i'm like fucking come on let's excuse my french i was like let's share it Mm. you know share our skills to make everyone else life easy well, and as you was talking about, um, you know, sharing sort of not sharing recipes, but sharing food on Instagram and people asking you for the recipe and you being, well, you know, I don't know, I've just put it together. It almost sort of came to mind as well, whether by you doing that, you're encouraging other people to be self-reliant, because I think the difficulty is sometimes when we're constantly like, follow me for the recipe, see this for the recipe, go online for the recipe, the, the other person becomes dependent on us for the recipe. Um, yeah, 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 exactly. Whereas I guess with sort of your stance of, well, I don't know, sort of just put this together, you know, you're almost encouraging other people to have the confidence to just give it a go. And like you said earlier, fuck it a bit. Yeah, yeah. And I think I think we when we spoke on my live uh, like a few weeks back, it was like I remember putting a comment, someone commented and said, can I have the recipe? And I, I tried to comment back in like a really polite way and basically say, um, oh, look, I'm not going to give you a recipe because I want you to kind of like, you know, explore the techniques. I can tell you roughly what I did, but I want you to explore that. And then he kind of wrote back and said, you know, we don't all have the confidence that you do in the kitchen. And I was like, what does it matter if you fuck up? Mm, Excuse my French. Mm, Sorry, mm. I'll throw again. Yeah, what does it matter <laughs> if you like, you know, if you, if you, if you ruin a dish? I'm like, I'd much rather you try to make something than not try to make something and waste the food by not trying you know it's like if you try it and it doesn't taste great great you've tried it's a, you know that's that's okay we can all make a mistake every now and then um but yeah there's this constant thing that i always come back to that people say that there's three dishes that they are confident with and that's the only three things they will ever do i think you know like sausage and mash spag bowl and a curry and they find it very hard to venture away from those because they're worried about wasting food or worried about you know it not tasting great but confidence in the kitchen is a massive one and um people seem to struggle with it 
Yeah, I mean, I guess that's, um, I suppose perhaps that comes from a place of experience. Um, I mean, I'm talking to somebody that was a can't cook, won't cook growing up. And I guess if I sort of reflect back on uh, what got in the way of my confidence, um, I mean, I think part of it is a a self-belief. I think sort of also part of it is the experience. I think like you said earlier, when you said about your nice skills and chopping the onions, you know, that you've been doing that for years. And I guess sort of confidence comes with experience and I think, and also with trying and and actually with failing. I think sort of confidence comes with failing and, um, you know, and I mean, I guess sort of as humans, we don't really want to fail. We don't want to get things wrong. Um, it feels unnervy. But I think actually, ironically, that is where confidence and experience comes from. Yeah, yeah, for sure. You you know, you you learn from your mistakes. And I think if you ever work in a, in a restaurant, you know, you you're, if you make a mistake, you learn very, very quickly. You know, it's quite a quite a cutthroat environment. And I think you know, cooking is is a very intuitive thing. Um, you can't be robotic in the kitchen. You know, there are things you 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 can be robotic about, but I I feel, you know, that's why like when I was first like working in restaurants, they were like taste everything. You know, go and ask a chef if you can poke something. You know, like get understanding how things feel when they're cooked. You know, is such a an amazing thing to understand. Even if you're a vegetarian, you're roasting ingredients. You know, like squidging an aubergine to understand you can almost tell that it's cooked in the middle or you know like poking a um a bean you know like when you're cooking them from raw it's all those little things that you pick up that you know if you buy things from just from the shop you know already done then you're never going to have these skills and i think that's the thing that i i find fascinating about cooking that you, you you know you develop this sort of like sixth sense for for smells and and things in the oven like my wife would sit there and I'd be like, have you, uh, have you put something in the oven? She's like, um, yeah. And I'm like, I think it's almost ready. And then she'd be like, how did you know? <laughs> and I was like, you, can, you, you have these, like, you know, it's that smell. It's like when your toast is almost ready, you know. But like if you've got something that's like roasted in the oven, you can kind of pick up on how it's cooking due to its smells. It's, it's a weird thing to explain, but. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I hear you. And I guess there is something about almost doing it over and over and over and over and over. Um, And I think, you know, and I think the thing that's such a shame is that when there's something that feels a little bit outside of our comfort zone or we're a bit anxious or worried about, we tend to avoid it. And and I think the same applies for cooking. So you get a lot of people that tend to avoid it. Oh, well, I can't cook. So, you know, I let so-and-so do the cooking or I just tend to eat out or I'll order in or, you know, I never get it right. And so I guess they shy away from it. And it just feels a real shame because I think there's something in the perseverance. Yeah, yeah. And I think I think the thing with the thing with cooking is it is, you know, it is trial and error, like you said. But it's also, you know, like giving yourself a bit of time and not to do it in like a stressful environment. Because I think a lot of people make food a thing that is like a means to an end. You know, they're just sticking food in their mouth so they're they're full and then that's it. Mm. Whereas you know, if you take a bit of time and give yourself, you know, in, in, in sort of almost enjoy the process. You know, even if something's going to take you an hour you know, make it, make it taste nice, you know, give yourself that hour to do that. Um, and then, you know, enjoy the process. But I think a lot of people are just like, Oh fuck, I'm starving. What can I eat? And then they just like, you know, chuck everything in a pot and then hope it's going to taste nice, you know? 
Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. That's actually been one of the things that I've quite liked about lockdown and being in the kitchen and, you know, and working from home has been, um, you know, like for today example, I made these seitan burgers, but I mean, I'm at home. So this morning I was able to prep them and then took no time at all to have them for lunch. And, you know, and I'm not somebody that cooks quickly. I take, I really take my, <laughs> take my time. And like you said, sort of, you know, so just being able to do that throughout the day and, you know, I'm forever prepping oats the night before. Um, just because, like you said, it sort of makes me feel a little bit more at ease and comfortable without this sort of mad panic of, well, what am I going to have now and what's there? And I think it sort of, when you've got a little bit of time, it allows you to go through your cupboards and your fridge and think, well, okay, what have I got in and what can I do? And, you know, where can I get some recipe inspo from? Yeah, yeah, for sure. And I, I think this is the thing. I think it's like, you know, having that plan, I know that everyone always goes on about it. it's one of like the best ways to cut out food waste is like, you know, have a plan, plan your week, you know, these are your dishes. But, you know, inevitably we're, we're going to divert from that plan. And I think that's where if you have, you know, some skills in the kitchen, then you're able to adapt really quickly and kind of go, all right, look, I'm not going to use, you know, this courgette and this aubergine for that recipe because I can't be asked tonight. But then how can you use that tomorrow if you don't want to cook the same thing? And I think, you know, having having those like a repertoire of a few nice sauces or, you know, a few techniques to really sort of, you know, change an ingredient is, uh, well, it'll help you out endlessly in the kitchen. Oh, yeah. I mean, some time ago I had a friend um, over and I was making these vegan pancakes and, um, you know, and I finally got to the point where I feel like, you know, I've nailed vegan pancakes. They were, they were definitely something <laughs> I had to persevere with. I was terrible at them. But I feel like I've got to the point now I've nailed them. So she was, you know, coming around for pancakes. I was feeling really confident, you know. But the difference was this time I was doing it with rice flour. Um, I was making them gluten-free, hadn't done that before. She sat at the table. These pancakes are just going horribly wrong. Um, <laughs> you know, I, and I'm just sort of mad, panicked, and I'm, like, stressing a bit. And, um, you know, she's chatting away, looking at me calmly, waiting on these pancakes, and I'm just thinking these pancakes are fucked. Um, so I'm <laughs> like, oh... You know, I feel I'm going to have to just use regular flour. This is not working, so I do. But I've got all of this batter from, like, the rice flour. And honestly, Mark, there was the temptation just to throw it away, you know. But I think because she yeah, was yeah. she was sat there, she was looking at me, you know, um, <laughs> like, you know, almost sort of, like, I guess I'm known for... Um, sort of reducing food waste and making use of what I've got. So I'm thinking, well, I can't do this, you know, I can't, I can't throw this, <laughs> this batter away. So I just put it into a um, bread tin and I turned that batter into like this sort of banana batter bread. Um, and just restarted the pancakes. And I think, you know, like I said, I guess there was an element of experience and confidence, even though I was mad panicked in that moment. But I guess sort of the confidence experience told me that I had what I needed to make it into 
a bread, really, even if yeah, they yeah. wasn't sort of holding us pancakes. I think something as well, like almost having a witness there as well, you know, because I guess it's um, you know, my friend was sat at a table. I didn't want to dis- <laughs> I didn't want to forgive, dis- forgive me, father. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was completely like that. I was like, you know, she'll take away my reduction rate of title. I, <laughs> you know, I disappointed her and all the raiders. I've got to do something with this. Um, but I think having that witness there, but also like, you know, and I guess that was one of the things that really helped me when I did start cooking and getting into cooking was being able to talk to work friends in the office. Like, how do I make a stir from? What do you think I can do with this? And I've picked this up yellow sticker and what can I make with that? So, you know, so I think there is something about a community as well. And I wonder if that's what works so well with your Instagram is that it's, it's so interactive. I've seen sort of... um you reaching out to people to say, well, what do you want me to show you to do and what recipe do you want me to um, Yeah, well, this, to is make? The, this is the thing. It's like, you know, in, in, in the nicest way possible, I don't really want to learn much more. You know, I'm quite content mm. with knowing what I know in the kitchen. And it's, you know, if, if, if the skills I have can, you know, show someone something that they've desperately wanted to know for years like poaching an egg is, you know, it's something that I could do, you know, with my eyes shut now because I've been cooking for 15 years, but loads of people struggle with it. Um, you know, making certain sauces, people are like, I've always wanted to make a satay sauce. And I'm like, it's actually really easy, you know, and it's, I think this is where I find Instagram, you know, it's, it, it can be quite fickle in a way, you know, you mm. can just post a picture and it can just be like, oh, great, there's a lovely picture of food. But what is that doing for your audience? Mm. I always think, you know, social media is in the title. It's social. It's a social mm, network. Mm. It's not just media. No, I love <laughs> if, that. Yeah. If, if it was a media platform, then that's what it would be. But you know, you, you get all of the um, you know, the the fitness influencers and all of that that just post pictures of them or videos of themselves doing press ups and squats and stuff like that. And you're like, what what benefit is that really giving to your audience apart from boosting your your ego? Mm-hmm. You know, like your channel is just like amazing. It's like all of the food that you know but you don't believe you could cook from the reduced style you know it's although i it's do want, also want you to take no i did eight push-ups this morning and uh <laughs> did not, you film it <laughs> no they're not on my instagram so i want i want it noted i did eight full push-ups please <laughs> it's, it's like it's like you know the, the strava thing it's like you know if it's not on strava it doesn't count well, <laughs> if you did the push-ups and it's not on your stories and i don't believe you <laughs> um so you know you saying uh, you know you don't really want to learn anymore you sort of got to where you want to be in terms of cooking but what do you do what what do you want to do more of whether it's um well when I say when I say I I don't want to learn I mean I think I think I was kind of not the wrong sentence but you know like with with Spacey when he's been talking about fermentation I find that you know fascinating and you know that's something that I I'm, I'm really sort of like into but my I I struggle with, you know, knowing what to learn. You know, there's nothing in my head that goes, oh, God, you know what? I really want to be amazing at X. But, you know, things pop up like fermentation and kombucha and stuff like that. And I'm like, then I'm in, you know, I'm all into it. But at the minute, there's nothing really that kind of, you know, like really, you know, is uh, is exciting me in terms of, wow, that's that's my next thing. I think I'm just really enjoying you know, going right back to basics and teaching people the stuff that I know, you know, and they don't know because I'm such a 
I'm such a giver. Like if you it, when it, when lockdown's over and we go out for drinks, honestly, I'm I'm the worst because I'll just buy everyone drinks. <laughs> I'm, I'm such like a a, a giving person. I'm like, ah, don't worry, that's my round. You know, let's let's go out. Come on. <laughs> yeah, well, let's get a date in the diary. <laughs> <laughs> but now you know you can't take advantage of it. <laughs> But so, would that be something that you would want to do more of then in terms of teaching other people and empowering others? Yeah, I love it. I, my, my dad was a teacher and I, I, don't, I don't think I, I really ever thought that I would go down the teaching route. But then I worked in a cookery school for five years and I think I, I just like talking to people and communicating with people and seeing, you know, seeing something small that really helped them out. And um and, you know, I know how it feels when, you know, you've been really struggling with something and then you see someone explain it in a really clear, concise way. And you're like, oh, my God, is that it? And you're like, yeah. And it's like, you know, with, for that with cooking, that's what I can do. And it's and it's really quite nice. So, um, yeah, that's why I, I keep asking people like, on my channel. I'm like, you know, what do you want to know? You know, it's, this isn't about me. This is about this is for you guys, you know. So, um, yeah, it's, it's good. It's good. No, I love that. Reclaiming the social in social media. Yeah. And so what food changes would you like to see in the world? Well, this this is this is deep. Now, like with with my business or what I'm doing, I, you know, I went into the food waste world very, uh, very naively. I kind of like looked at the sort of, you know, sort of saw what was going on with climate change and everything like that. And then speaking to friends or looked at what was you know creating climate change and it was it was crazy that food waste was very high up and I'm you know quite new into it so I'm like two years two and a half years deep into sort of like my food waste real journey and I thought I could just like go yeah guys like all we need to do is eat the food that we buy and then that's my job done Mm -hmm. but then talking to Connor he's just like you don't understand how deep-rooted that all of this is he was just like, you know, we're not just fixing the food system in the UK or in Ireland. We're fixing a global food system. He was just like, you can't just fix one thing and then hope everything else will follow. Um, so it's like, you know, I, I don't know if I can really comment on say I would like this to happen <laughs> because I think it's such a small thing that, you know, like he was saying about eating salmon. He was like, you can't eat farmed salmon. And I was just like, but what if it's from like a really good farmed place in scotland it was like no because it does this and it does this and if you feed the salmon on this and they excrete this and i was just like oh my god and for those of us so, who may not know who is connor so connor connor spacey he um he is on instagram as spacey chef and he runs i think he's like the executive chef of 12 zero waste restaurants wow um and he talks for like um what is it called? Uh, he talk, he, he's basically a, an, um, an ambassador for the UN food system. So he is like a big dog, um, but he's like the humblest, sweetest Irish man I've ever met. And I'd only sp- spoken to him like four or five times and then called him up because I had like um, a job where I had to talk about, you know, food waste and stuff like this. And I, I said, mate, can I bend your ear? He was like, yeah, yeah. Gave me like 45 minutes of his time just sort of explaining everything. You know, and I was like, wow. Um, but yeah, he's um, he's very, he's like all in the sort of the, the, the Tom Hunt world and all of that. So yeah, he's a, he's a good man to have. He's like my sensei, my zero waste <laughs> sensei. Love that. <laughs> but I mean, it sounded like sort of what you're saying is that um, it's such a minefield at times. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah massive. It's so, you know with when when I sort of speak to people and they're like, oh, you're you know you're really helping with my food waste, da, 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 and I'm like, great. This is step in my in my eyes. I'm like, this is step one. If I can help people reduce their food waste in their home, then great. And I'm like, in the nicest way possible, don't focus on where you get your ingredients from. Don't focus about if it's sustainable, any of that stuff, because that's just going to be, you know, blurring your vision on the food waste thing. Because you could go and buy, you know, something fancy and artisanal and, you know, fair trade and everything like that. But then you could still throw it in the bin and then that's food waste, mm. you know, and that's contributing more than potentially what the, the air miles of that food was bringing. So I'm like, fix the food waste problem in your house first. Once that system in your house is good to go and you're like, right, you know what? My waste is really low. You know, my, I'm, my, my fresh food coming in, I'm using that up. I'm using my dry store to make amazing meals. Great. Then you can start introducing and looking at, okay, how do I get my, my food more locally? How do I reduce my air miles? How do I reduce my carbon footprint? Do I want to look at you know, what ingredients, if palm oil is in all my ingredients, you know, this kind of thing. But if you try and do it all at once, I feel like you're setting yourself up for failure because you're just going to be like, you know, too stressed about everything. Mm. And, uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm, I'm a very simple man. And I do believe that if you, you know, simplify everything, it was like with my ultra marathon running, everyone was like going, you need to get your nutrition right. You need to, you know, know your mile splits. You need to do this, you need to do that. And I'm like, I'm, I'm just going to run. Mm. I'm sorry, I'm just going to run until how it feel. You know, do it intuitively. How do I feel? Oh, I feel a bit weird. Maybe I should eat something instead of bogging myself down with all of the stats and the data and all of that. And it's the same with food waste. Like, you know, the, the big stats get thrown around, you know, 70% of all household food waste, you know, with a third biggest contributor of carbon emission, all of this stuff. But I almost feel like it, those stats are almost like glorifying a really shit problem. <laughs> mm, mm. You know, they're there, they're there to, for a reason. But at the same time, I feel a bit like, you know, we throw those numbers out there to try and make it stick, but people just don't listen. Um, you know, obviously they don't listen because the numbers are still bad. And I'm just like, what way can we really simplify this and just go, let's not fuck up. Let's just eat the food we bring into our homes and try and bring it back to basics. Well, it sounds like sort of what you're saying then in terms of what food changes you'd like to see more of is that almost you would like to see um, us sort of take, you know, I suppose independent households take small steps, small sustainable steps that um, they can implement and manage and, you know, and almost start with the individual at first. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And I think it's, it, it, it's, I think with houses and kitchens, we are all amazing hoarders. Like mm. I'm pretty bad for it, although, you know, I'm bad for it because I, I kind of know what I'm doing in a weird way. Mm-hmm. Like I've got so many, you know, pulses and lentils, all dried tin stuff like that. But then this is where, you know, I try and educate people on the, on the split in your house to like perishable and non-perishable. Mm. So with that, you know, your spices, your lentils, all of that can just stay because that's not going to go off. You know, focus on the best before dates. They don't matter. You know, you'll be fine. When it comes to the fresh stuff coming in, that's where you need to pay your, your attention to. And if you're, you know, confident and you've got all of these non-perishable things, you can plug the gap with fresh ingredients. You only need limited fresh things to come into the house to make, 
you know, amazing meals. Absolutely. I think that's a really, you know, there's a few really important points there, I think, in terms of organising your fridge so you know what's going to go off the quickest, what you need to use first. And I think, like you said, also sort of starting with, well, what are the staples that you have? What are the dry foods that you have that you can build around? And, um, you know, last year, sort of 2020, I... uh, decided to see how long I could go without food shopping and I went four months and to be honest with you Mark I probably could have gone longer had it not been um it it was coming up to Christmas that's when I sort of broke the no food shopping because um I think just because it was Christmas I was like right I want to go and get this yellow stick of cake and this dessert and that you know but um yeah absolutely yeah definitely um yeah so you know, but I think had it not been for that, I could have gone longer because actually, like you said, there, there's so much in terms of dry food, you know, like there's always a bag of flour hanging around. Yeah. And during that time, I made my own pastry and I made biscuits and I made um, cakes and I made crackers and I made um, pie. I made a galette for the first time. And <laughs> <laughs> am I saying it right? It is galette, isn't it? Oh, mate, you, I, you say it however you want. <laughs> so I had a lovely galette and and, you know and like you said there was a limit to how much fresh stuff I needed really and um and once I focused on what was in the cupboards I had so much and it it really took me back to basics as well because it was like okay well if I want a snack and I don't have any I'm gonna have to make something here yeah 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 and and I think this is where you know like we were saying earlier about people asking for recipes I think this is where you know, you, I, I say to people, like, a recipe is a guide. Completely. You know, it's, it's just there to sort of, like, push you in the right direction. If you scale back, like, a lot of the recipes, they are, you know, pretty similar apart from, like, the aromatics and stuff that goes into it. You know, like, if you look at, a, I don't know, jerk chicken, rice and peas, you know, that is just chicken, rice and peas with a bit of coconut and, you know, the jerk paste. And it's like, then if you switch that out for you know, like a peri-peri sauce, then you've got a Nando's, you know, it's like these simple switches, which is stuff that's in your dry store is where you can, you know, really, you know, change a meal quite dramatically. Yeah, absolutely. Couldn't agree more. Couldn't agree more. And then, you know, because then really you can make so much from so little as well, you know, and um, like you said, just with a few ingredients, you could go from having a Caribbean style dish to, um, you know, sort of perinades and, you know, there's so much that you can do with just a handful of staples. Yeah, yeah. Oh, but it's been absolutely lovely chatting with you. I feel like there's so many tips there that people can uh, take away in terms of um, building their autonomy in the kitchen, in their household, you know, sort of having the confidence to fuck up, like you say. Um, Yeah, relax. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, I think that's a sort of really important final point as well with to, um, to relax with it. Yeah, enjoy the process and just remember that, you know, we need to eat to live, so you might as well enjoy it while we're doing it, otherwise you might as well just just be dead. (laughs) 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 That's a cheery ender. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I love 
love it. But there you go. There's some catchphrases to take away. <laughs> Put the social back into social media and enjoy the process. Otherwise, we might as well be dead. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Brilliant. Um, and so, whilst you are here and showing us the process, where can people find you? Uh, so, so my website is www. I don't know why we have to say www. www. Um, Lagom Chefs at L A G O M and then Chef as in C H E F dot com, and then same for Instagram, uh, Lagom Chef. Uh, and that's I see I'm on Twitter and Facebook, but I don't tend to use them. I don't really know what I'm doing to be honest. Instagram's the main one. Okay, fantastic. Thank you, Ma. It's been lovely chatting with you. Yeah, it's been great, Raider. Raider. <laughs> <laughs> I was walking around the, earlier when I was going to go pick my son up, and I was just like, Raider. Like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> right, on that note. <laughs> right, take the very best of care, Mark. You too. Lovely speaking to you. Likewise. Bye. Bye. What a lovely guy, Raiders. Realised, though, I let him get away without telling me what he's been doing with all these potatoes. Gonna have to get knee-deep in his Instagram feed now, ain't I? Let me know whether you check out any of Martin's lives, his meal guides, um, and if you just implement any of of his tips. I like what he was saying about being able to adapt a plan and also just enjoying the process so yeah raiders hope you all have a good week and tune in next time for um my next mystery guest take care raiders bye